0: Hi, welcome to Culturally Determined. I'm your host, Aryeh Cohen-Wade, and my guest today is Nick Claremont. Nick, could you please introduce yourself?
1: Hi, I'm Nick Claremont. Uh, I'm the Life and Arts, which is the culture section editor of the Washington Examiner print magazine. Uh, I also am a writer for a bunch of other magazines and, you know, general explorer of things. (laughs) Well,
0: thank you for coming back on the show okay so our topic today is well it's a little vague and we're we're gonna go towards it (laughs) as best we can but the initial the impetus for this was an interchange we had on twitter and things that start on twitter are often stupid and and get stupider the longer they go on you know hopefully we will fight against the tide of (laughs) increasing stupidity that all of us on twitter participate in and so so you tweeted something it was a screenshot of a couple tweets by a woman named Rebecca Jones, who attained some level of prominence in 2020 as a whistleblower or alleged whistleblower in the state of Florida related to COVID stats about deaths or illnesses or infections in Florida. And since then has sort of, um, well, I mean, her, whether she actually is yeah. well, a whistleblower can I, can to I begin with is, is contested. Can
1: form some sort of agreement between sure. our perspectives. So, I mean, the relevant factors seem to me to be that she was a government employee for the state of Florida. I think she currently has 300 and something thousand Twitter followers that she did not have then at the beginning of COVID. That seems to be a salient fact. She was a whistleblower on what somebody might call the death Santas narrative, basically about the discrepancy between what she understood or claimed to be the, um, official facts about deaths in Florida and the actual facts about deaths in Florida from COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, in other words, that many more people were dying as a result of Florida policy than Florida allowed, and that this was possibly, I think it's its a fair inference to say, people should believe on the basis of this that um, Florida policy was much more dangerous than Florida let on. Uh, officially through its government, led by Governor Ron DeSantis. Right. Okay. And so that, yeah. that's all right. And I that think she so. was reported. Um, yeah. So she
0: was not a person with any public profile, as far as I know, before 2020 came forward with these allegations that uh, there was undercounting of infections or deaths and like a cover up and data was being n- manipulated. That seems like it was probably not true or maybe definitely not true. Um, so whether this person is a true whistleblower, a fraudulent grifter, someone who like misunderstood things and maybe was trying to be an actual whistleblower, but didn't really understand things, or something in between,
1: I think is somewhat ambiguous, but maybe you have a stronger opinion on that. Well, I think that the, there are two things that I'm actually bothered by here, which are less that uh, she claims um, that, she was rated by law enforcement as an attempt to um, suppress the truth, which could only be told by her, a person who uniquely held it, in a series of claims that I believe not to be correct and that I don't really understand all the minutiae of at this moment many years later. And I think people should probably read, I think. I think it was charles cw cook at national review somebody in national review who resides in florida um and then the thing that i'm actually mad about which is that the miami herald i'm I'm a landowner in florida like i I want there to be good press coverage that i can rely on so i can be lazy and they've done the work and i don't have to do the work
0: you're you're a landowner what is is that (laughs) can you talk more about that like you you own property or like uh i mean this reminds you of like speculation in the 19th century like there's a piece of a swamp that you own
1: have an apartment in Miami. I'm therefore I'm an invested party in understanding how policy and culture in Florida is going. Okay. So I want there to be good coverage by especially the historically great newspaper, the Miami Herald, which has done the best coverage of the Guantanamo Bay detainees. It's it broke the Epstein story, by which I mean the story of Epstein's crimes. It's a, you know it's a great paper and it's been around for a long time. And to see the the best newspaper in Florida repeat what seemed to me to be obvious uh, let's say I, I want to take the word like lies out of it and just say like things that if you'd read them and just them you would have the wrong impression and then not correct itself when that impression turned out to be wrong really bothered me um that's the Rebecca Jones thing, which I you know I think ultimately we were taking not that I want to kind of, if you have more to say, I just, I think that was one example of a thing where it's just like, journalists should get stories right. Is sort of my whole claim <laughs> there. Uh, yes, I okay.
0: Know. Well, I, I think, I mean, that, that's probably something everyone, 99% of Americans should agree on, can agree on in the abstract that, you know, journalists yeah, should- It seems
1: like journalists to especially the truth. don't get stories right when um, like a Republican candidate potentially for president is at issue. Okay, so a little
0: bit more on this woman, Rebecca Jones. So if you do a Google News search for her, the first thing that comes up is an AP article. Florida COVID data critic Rebecca Jones reaches agreement on felony charge. Subhead Jones ran unsuccessfully for Congress this year. And it's, once again, is somewhat hard to understand exactly what happened. But sort of like she agreed to maybe not plead guilty, but, oh no, she is admitting guilt. and. The charge is illegally accessing the state's computer system. She'll not have jail time. And the thing that she was going to be charged with was one count of offenses against users of computers, computer systems, computer networks, and electronic devices, which I thought was sort of a funny thing to be charged with, but basically the allegation, which she is not happy about the fact that she pled guilty to is like improperly accessing government data. She says it was to expose, you know, secret corruption and. It seems like maybe
1: she does believe that, but, you know, I, I think two things that, that you and I are probably um, not competent to assess here during this <laughs> conversation are either how people should strategically present themselves publicly when they are being charged with criminal activity or uh, what what is in her private mind. Those are two yes. things I don't feel. Yeah.
0: Okay. But so this is somewhat of a strange figure. And as accumulated at least online notoriety through various activities that <laughs> include uh being charged with a felony okay so that's who this person is this is like someone who yeah. 10 years ago so would- the
1: thing that i was reacting to were the sort of hashtag covidiots uh and death Santis narratives that were popular in 2020 and 2021 which I understand to be, just to lay out so we're clear and understand each other and don't talk past each other, really based on a prediction that the differential between COVID policy in Florida and COVID policy elsewhere would result in significant long-term differences in the ultimate death rate, uh, which I think is pretty fair given the term death Santis. Right. And... In retrospect, it seems it's very unclear
0: what relation, like government policy or individual action had in relation to COVID infection and death. Okay, but that, but this is, we're just talking about who this person is. So then you, you talking about things that happened on Twitter is so dumb because there's so many dumb things that happened on there. But I mean, what you did is not dumb. It's just like laying it all
1: out. It sounds all stupid, but okay. So you took a screenshot. I, I think the proposition, not to go all like debate bro, But, like, the proposition under debate, as far as I didn't even remember that Rebecca Jones had come up in our Twitter exchange, for example. What I saw was you tweeted the following sentence. One difference between left and right is once a left kook slash grifter is exposed as such, their career on the left is basically over. And I thought, wow, what a bananas impossible to defend thing to say that is because it's so obviously incorrect and insane. Uh, and I was like, oh, well, like, I mean, I've debated like really difficult things in public. Uh, <laughs> like once I debated the theology society of my entire college on the proposition, theology is the study of nothing. But like, that's like just like a ridiculous thing to say. So I reacted to you as uh, such. Okay, but just to back, I think, I think it is instructive
0: to look at this person, Rebecca Jones, a little bit more just because she is sort of like a figure like this. So you screen cap. she said something kooky about like, <laughs> like Congress should have a thousand representatives and like 50% of them should be women and 50% should be men. And like 33% should be Catholic or whatever. Like there should be, a system should be set up to reflect the American population and various demographic qualities. Right. And In that, that words, would be the best form of government.
1: Dem- demographic representation which is how a lot of countries in the world work. And I kind of- You compare it to Lebanon. None of those countries work well. right? Whereas American representative democracy, the American Republic treats a community as not being your your skin folk, but rather as being um, the people who live around you physically. And I think communities like that, getting representation with the government uh, and in the government, that that has over time worked better however whatever you want to do the metaphysics of community and we want to like write a philosophy book about that is sort of not my interest I'm just pointing (laughs) out that I think countries whose democratic republican liberal constitution is organized like the United States are just like more effective societies than like ones like Lebanon
0: right okay so she did a thread like this it got some well, I mean, we can actually see now, you know, because of Mr. Musk's um, changes to the site, the, at least the first tweet got 800,000 impressions of this thing, this idea of hers. You tweeted with the screen cap. this woman who's arguing for the Lebanese system of governance was held up as a great fighter against government corruption. And then I shot off my reply that you read before. Okay. So yeah, this is a stupid idea. It's the sort of thing that you can see why it would go viral in a weird way. Cause it, like, it's weirdly detailed. Uh, identity, I, I mean, this, identity politics online is like huge. So people who are like, yeah, this, there should be like, Idea
1: know, it's like, I would argue <laughs> sort of the, the end product of like the single most popular stupid idea of the last 10 years, like representationism and Oscars. So white. And like all of these all basically are the intellectual children of the idea that like communities are demographic group representation and like i I mean i I heard um the pretty interesting sports sub stacker Ethan Strauss he said recently that he thought that representationism is the trickle down economics of liberals which I thought okay. was quite clever <laughs> um, you know like you you give a couple people something and other people are supposed to through some sort of osmotic process I don't know if that's a word feel like they to have been paid back or achieved something. And I, I guess um, it seems to me that demographic uh, representation or the feeling of community, not being a neighborhood, but being uh, what I think sociologists call these thick, ascriptive demographic group characteristics to use like way too many syllables. These things are, uh, that just like, it's an idea on the ascendant. That's all I can say okay that's
0: interesting you putting it that way i mean you know there are some parallels in american history to this idea which the way she put it is insane so like there was long the understanding that there was a jewish seat on the supreme court so then my claim is sort of like okay this woman was elevated through strange circumstances has been largely discredited or, or you well, know she's
1: guilty language, isn't it? I mean, was elevated through strange circumstances hocus-pocus. I think there was motivated reasoning, people through sheer stubbornness didn't want to sort of accept that their first answer was wrong and just like be like, ah well well know. when
0: this when this story bubbled
1: up, were you immediately like, Oh, this is bullshit, or were you like, Well, maybe like should we listen to what she has to say? Uh, I think my honest answer has to be, I don't remember my first awareness of her so i don't know what i thought so i i mean it must have been spring or summer 2020 when she first popped up
0: she I mean, popped up she probably she either built an online following independently somehow and got attention that way or she reached out to journalists so she was elevated either through social media algorithms or because journalists took her claims seriously her claims are not crazy or at least in spring, summer 2020, a lot of crazy stuff was happening. <laughs> I would have said, wow, huh, maybe, maybe like, you know, the numbers and how many people actually have gotten COVID like continue to be highly contested things. And there's people online who believe that the numbers have been vastly overcounted and people who believe the numbers have been vastly undercounted. And this conspiracy theories that if you die in a car crash, they test the corpse for COVID. And if it's positive, they count you as a COVID death. But anyway, in spring or summer, 2020, when or fall 2020, whenever this woman, Rebecca Jones emerged, not crazy to take her seriously. Seems like she herself should not be taken seriously, et cetera.
1: Okay. Well, what is taking someone seriously? I mean, to me, taking somebody seriously, you know, look at the evidence involves taking them skeptically, right? Which is not, it was just neither contrarian to saying like, ha ha, screw everything. I'm an ironic hipster bro, which is my impulse or like saying I validate your emotions and feelings and perspective it's it's this other thing where you like examine the best available information try to understand people's perspective and then try to figure out what's like actually true as best it is possible for you given your constraints as a human being and the time available Mm -hmm. to like figure that out okay and I say these things like it's some like crazy like no that's just like a normal thing to think
0: Right. Okay. So, did you? Okay. This is somewhat sounds somewhat out of the logical flow here, but I don't think it is. Did you know that she ran for Congress in twenty twenty two?
1: Not until the other day when I when I saw that.
0: So I didn't either, and I play I pay close attention to politics, and I assume you do too. And she actually ran against Matt Gates, who is a very media savvy person who gets a lot of attention for his various antics
1: although apparently he's not going to be charged he's media savvy but okay
0: well he, he's good at getting attention um
1: i don't think he's good at getting attention I oh really that, i
0: mean we both know who he is that he's just a congressman from right. the first well, district I,
1: mean, I, I think i think that the media is bad at following uh what i might call civically virtuous uh incentives <laughs> rather than other incentives. okay
0: matt, matt gates is it either...
1: lavishes attention on crazy right-wing people because it is sure that they
0: well he's not just some kook everyone he was a key i mean he played a key role in whether kevin mccarthy became the speaker or not um anyway
1: he's, cook. But, he's an important
0: okay. kook and whether he believes what he says or not he's good at getting attention which is a key way to gain power <laughs> in modern america uh so anyway rebecca right. jones was the democratic nominee against matt gates she lost pretty badly he won 67-32, a, a district that Trump won by two-thirds in both 2016 and
1: 2020. So there's very little chance any Democrat yeah, would have won. The, the Republican was probably going to win there would would be my guess. Right. So it's, let's see. Um,
0: yeah. Why are we talking, like, what's the... Okay. Why are we talking about this? So yeah. I think it's strange that I didn't know that she ran for Congress because the right hmm. and left, like, media information systems are not parallel they like operate in weird really different ways so like let's say somehow there's an inverse conservative version of this woman and then she challenges AOC or whatever the inverse of Matt Gates is like that person would have been very likely i think uh, on fox news very often interviewed on pat tucker carlson um you know selling
1: yeah. Merchandise Jones was on MSNBC quite a lot when she was running or just
0: in 2020, in
1: 2020 and 2021. Yeah,
0: okay, but she's
1: been sort of understood to be a grifter or a kook or something since then. Do is that true? I mean, do either of us? I I think that you're you, I mean, using your own ignorance of something as evidence of something, I think is quite a bad, it's like kind of a sleazy. I was okay, we know that she was not. We have two, we have two people here. well, let's who, just, Hold on, I think we're, we're both somewhat into, surprised. We're getting into assessing a tree before we look at a forest. So I think that we should, like, I watched Tucker Carlson before the State of the Union the other day for 20 minutes. Uh-huh. It was the first time I had watched any video of Tucker Carlson for at least New Year's uh, when I had watched him two different nights that something bad was happening to Trump. So um, I I was surprised how much it reminded me of the guy who does the propaganda in the movie v for vendetta who's supposed (laughs) to look like a sort of hilariously overwrought like you know joke fascist so um i don't know what your i would would say
0: i would say if you are purposely avoiding like consuming tucker carlson content your finger is not exactly on the pulse of well, the modern avoiding, conservative movement and the gp i'm GMP. not
1: avoiding tucker carlson content that that was actually the first television news of any kind that i had watched okay i don't they watch television TV.
0: i don't have cable tv i don't watch television news either so we're uh, i guess we're both speculating I think, on things
1: I actually actually that's that but that's an interesting point i mean i think that um the idea that like the only people i really hear talk about tucker are my liberal friends and he has an audience of 3 million people, which is a lot. And I would love it if 3 million people would read the things that I write or listen to this podcast, but um, it is not actually that significant. Like, I know I, I agree. Yeah. Like the, the obsession with Tucker is a thing that um, says a lot of really interesting things about the people who obsess over him and assume that each thing that he says is believed and believed in a certain way by every single person who identifies with the American right wing. And that is like, it's just a super wrong claim because he is not listened to by 1% of Americans. And I think some of the people who do listen to him um, don't understand what he's really going for in the way that he would hope them to.
0: Okay. I think his any media figures influence can be overstated and, you know, 3 million people probably 20 years ago, if you're only getting 3 million viewers a night you would be canceled because the audiences have shrunk and fragmented uh at the same time i think he is the highest rated cable news host and his show is the highest rated and he does have real influence i believe early on in the pandemic he called trump personally and told him to take take it
1: seriously no influence at all i said that his influence is i think misunderstood and overstated
0: no i think there's there's a symbiotic relationship between people who are Outrageous on television, or online, and then the people who get outraged
1: by yeah. that. Can we zoom out to what I what I think are the woods or the forest rather than the trees, which are which is my claim that basically I think that the actually existing American left wing is really bad at advancing like almost any of its goals except the goal, the strategic political goal of demonizing the American right wing and making people who identify with the American left wing believe things about the right that aren't accurate, but are activating. And so I think that um, they're so good at that, that um, they they, it started to, um, to cause people, including yourself as best as I understand you from Twitter, which is probably not very deeply <laughs> to, play this sort of mental game where whatever the left is doing is okay. So long as the right is worse, but the right is so horrible that it seems to me really strange to hold yourself to a standard where a little bit better than really horrible is good because it seems to me that a little bit better than really horrible is still pretty horrible.
0: Okay. So there's parts of this that we discussed over Twitter (laughs) and parts that are new to me. I mean, is the left ineffective? I guess it depends on what you mean by the left. Like, is Joe Biden part of the left? He's president? Uh, Are we talking about like the left, the left left? Like,
1: I I I don't believe these terms have like stable meaning and refer but like, I know that when I wrote in 2017, in the Atlantic, that I thought that like, populist nationalist trade policy, advancing that people um, that the government, tried to have made in America industrial policy. Like I thought that was bad when Trump did it. And I think it's bad now when Biden is making it the centerpiece of his state of the union address. But I noticed that a lot of my friends who are identifying uh, Democrats and left-wingers, and I should say, by the way, for your listeners, I have written publicly that I have always voted for Democrats. I voted for Joe Biden in 2020. It was not a close decision for me. It's not complicated for me. (laughs) Um, The only person I've ever voted for who is not a nominee of the Democratic Party is my former roommate who is running against insane kook grifter, by the way, Julia Salazar, um, who was the state senator from my area of Brooklyn, who claimed to have been a poor Venezuelan immigrant and Jew, and all of that is a lie, and my former roommate wrote a story revealing all of that, so I voted for him instead of for and he,
0: her. And he wrote the story and then ran?
1: Or no, vice versa? I, I wrote him in.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, I, was, I see, I see. She
1: was, she was the only candidate on offer on the ballot, and I was not comfortable voting for yes, her. Yes, uh, Julia Salazar, I mean, there's a
0: strange subset of New York area Hispanic people who claim to be Jewish and are not and, see, and win elective office. Yeah,
1: she's in Florida, but she moved to New York when she went to Columbia University
0: right and so she's Um, a state senator
1: from 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 brooklyn Brooklyn, she's in the dsa yeah right um and she she has suffered no professional repercussions for having lied about her religion her ethnicity her level of wealth uh and all of her other biography okay so the so the only (laughs) time when i have deviated from voting for the party identified with the left in the united states is over somebody being a kook and a grifter who suffered no professional repercussions it's just i just making a point like
0: No, Julia Salazar is an example of a liar who has succeeded moving up through the left and probably will be a New York state
1: senator until she is indicted or or something, which happens quite often to New York state senators. Right, Or like Charlie Rangel, who was a congressman who was, I believe, charged by the uh, Ethics Committee more times than all of the other congressmen combined.
0: Okay, now I will
1: not claim
0: that democrats are more or less corrupt than republicans or more or less virtuous than republicans well actually maybe i would claim that but you know there's standard political corruption that happens i
1: think democrats are more virtuous than republicans i think it's possible that they are i mean i'd have to think about that i i want to talk about this thing that we're like really in, I think, possibly some disagreement about it, or at least that we, like, maybe don't understand each other's outlook, possibly because we just, like, have different media diets and friends. So, like, for me, when I hear you say, like, one difference between the right and left is once a left cougar grifter is exposed as such, their career on the left is basically over. Like, I think of Julia Salazar, I think of Van Jones, who was, I think, slightly overly smeared by the right, but, like, did, in fact, sign a petition asking, like, what had that plane that hit the pentagon been doing? Like, why wasn't it tracked for 40 minutes? Like Noam Chomsky, I think is, I think we can say an important figure on the left. His Mm -hmm. most important book that made him like a person who writes about foreign policy was co-written by somebody who denies multiple genocides including mass killings by the Khmer Rouge. Oliver Stone is an extremely important person and director. He is the most important person who spreads JFK conspiracy theories, obviously. Here's a minor one. Hillary Clinton is a Shakespeare truther. That's a super popular thing on the right, actually. But whatever. you uh, mean, she
0: sub- she believes that Edward Devere is the author of. Right. Uh...
1: That's right. Because she's an elitist, and it's an elitist conspiracy theory. Um, right. Well,
0: Curtis Yarvin is the main one pushing that these days. Right. Uh, but that's
1: yeah. that's a real. We're deep in the weeds with that one. Okay. Right. Um, Joanne Reed claims that uh, hackers broke onto her blog and changed it to include a bunch of like homophobic stuff and the other f word um right i I think i can just say the words michael more i would even claim that like the entire philosophical outlook of theodore adorno is kind of a like kooky conspiracy theory because he believes that only right-wing people are capable of supporting authoritarianism which is a banana's belief that is insanely popular among the left and in fact informs this entire outlook on what right-wing even means i'm not right-wing but like that's not a fair thing to say about them, like that, like they're fundamentally authoritarian, whereas like left wing is fundamentally anti authoritarian. And the only thing you need to do to believe that is like not have ever looked at a history book it is like this, like this is a bunch of a like, kooky bullshit. Like, oh, okay, come on, I mean, man. we can
0: go. Let's let, let let's let me think about this. Okay. Also, is... the
1: current Democratic president, like plagiarized the biography of Neil Kinnock and was kicked out of the Democratic primary. Come on. OK, so.
0: Would you characterize Joe Biden, our president, as kook, grifter, liar, something else? I don't think you can call
1: him a kook. Oh, I would definitely call him a kook. That's like one of the things I like about him. He's just any weirdo. He's the, I don't think he's a grifter as best I understand, but um, that word I think has so many private meanings to so many individuals that I, I don't really, I'm not interested in it anymore. But um, I think like the pillow guy is a grifter, right? But like- I, Okay, well, I, think, I think he's a kook.
0: And I think this does matter. Does the MyPillow guy believe what he says? I think that's sort of, for me, Coop is that like, that they believe what they say.
1: Ask too much. Like, I think that Twitter gets people obsessed with this issue of sincerity of meaning. And like, I don't think Twitter is the, you know, I think the idea of whether people are sincere has been going back for a while. Like, Joe Biden claims to have been arrested protesting apartheid in South Africa he's been fact-checked on that by the washington post and the new york times so uh, yeah joe Act. biden has like, lied, like, he lied he about himself and his, son his,
0: and his background like repeatedly and yeah the thing the neil Kinnock thing is why he was like drummed out of the
1: 1988 um, so at some point um, democratic point primary was a substantive and big issue big enough to make him not like to make it the case that he should not be president rather than that he should and then now it's not a big issue it's a kind of a it's kind of a little thing. And I think the only thing that's changed is probably the motivation behind the reasoning for why people say it, which is that people hope he is president because he is but like, that's, it's, it's clearly partisan reasoning. I share okay, the reason. I agree with that.
0: People, you know, judge the members of their team or tribe, you know, much less harshly than members of the other team or tribe. That's well right. understood. I mean, I, in our correspondence, I said, Biden was more of a bullshitter I think these terms do sort of matter like he you know he tells these yarns and it's clear that some of the things he says didn't happen so yeah if he saying he was arrested protesting like apartheid, apartheid did an not a happen.
1: right and also like it would be morally important and factually important if he like had gone to South Africa protested apartheid and been arrested like that seems like I guess the standard I try to go by is like if it's If it would be important, if it's true, it would be, it's important that it's not true.
0: Okay. Now let me, I see, I view this a little bit differently. So do you remember corn pop? Yeah. Corn pop is true. Corn pop is true. I think that the fact that corn Corn pop is true is a key, like fact in in Biden becoming president. The fact that the corn pop story was revealed to be basically true, like people were counting Biden out before that. And then like people were sort of like, huh.
1: Maybe okay. this I guy think that is not just said is deranged just so you know. This is
0: how this is how people think. It's like okay, you know, he Biden came in, he seemed washed up, he was saying this weird stuff about playing records to infants in their cribs. He seemed like he had dementia and was totally off his game. And then the corn pop story got brought back up by the media cuz it's a funny story and the name corn pop is funny to think about. So it's a gang member's nickname and then it Turned out more or less true. This really did happen.
1: I think um, the number of people who became aware of the corn pop story and then later were interested in whether it was true and then later found out like, oh, it's kind of substantively true is so small that your idea that like some sort of political success in any part of the campaign hinged on that is like so wrong. No, I mean, the, OK, one
0: in a, one in one hundred Americans know who corn pop Not is. Even. And one in 500 know that the corn pop story was real. If you, I'm sure if we search for corn pop on Twitter right now, like 85% of the mentions of corn pop would be people like, oh,
1: Biden, he I lies remember, all the time. Don't Twitter show users the corn pop. are like 3% of people already, like already. And they they're like 85% activated partisan Democrats.
0: Right. Well, everyone on Twitter is like a total freak at this point because all the normal people have left. Um, That's that's granted. Well, I
1: left for a year and a half. Yeah, I
0: was I actually think. wondering why you came back because like when it's like, you know, you've been sober for a year and then you're like, well, well, I'll just have one drink and and like the bar is like
1: being bulldozed by I mean, the owner why of the bar. don't talk about that after we conclude this conversation? <laughs> okay. So I think that, uh, I'll, I'll, to, I'll concede that point even though I think it's wrong because I think it's not, it's not germane to this main discussion because I think I've just listed to you like a bunch of left-wing kooks honestly if you just like watched msnbc for like six hours on like tomorrow night you would see a slate of people all of whom i could cite there publicly espousing a conspiracy theory or having done something like really pretty nuts so much so that i might even say that the system is set up in order to reward I'm not saying set up intentionally by somebody but that I uh, think systems thinking like systemic racism you might say that people are rewarded in certain worlds for believing crazy shit
0: well the, the people who end up on cable news are rewarded for being entertaining and you know keeping people watching cable news so the fact you know Tucker is entertaining to some percent of the population and so is Chris Hayes and and Rachel Maddow, um, you know, whether they, what they're saying is true or not is a second order concern to the programmers at those networks. So there's that. Okay. So, um, diamond and silk, are you familiar
1: with these people? I think one of them died recently.
0: Yes. They were a set of sisters, African-American women in their fifties. They were huge Trump supporters. One of them diamond passed away a month or so ago they were sort of like C tier conservative entertainment media figures who were like knocking on B tier, and never got there, but they were like total kook, crazy drifter type people. There's like okay. no, how, and there's, how there's does a this whole, address, how there's a whole, okay, there's, <laughs> there's a whole ecosystem out there of people who are like this, who are trying constantly to break into either conservative entertainment or conservative politics, and they are essentially kooks or grifters. So one of them is George Santos. And we've all learned a
1: lot about him over the past couple months. Now there's no I, there, I gotta say, I, I didn't know whether that person was a Republican or Democrat until I heard that he did something to a dying dog, at which point I became interested in that fucking asshole. But okay, well, why um, did he
0: rum- why did he he's a he's a young gay man I'm just in my
1: media? Look, my media bubble is. He like vaguely hear that name for a few months and not know like what party he is. Okay. Why? So so, I like like many other, you're getting like, you're getting like all George Santos all the time. Like we're just like, I, I was like, Oh, like, I don't care about this. Okay. So the
0: the times is, in fact, I tweeted this a week or so ago, there was like, you know, there are things showing six stories of the New York beat. Three of them were George Santos stories. I mean, it's compelling because he's such a weirdo, but why did, so George Santos is like a 30 year old,
1: gay man of Brazil, Wait, Brazilian can you descent. you answer the question I asked, like, what, how does this express our disagreement? Because I think- Okay, well, I, I guess the, we're, right we're having media, a meta disagreement here. I think that right-wing politics and media is beset by con men and grifters. I think that right-wing people or as a, as a media consumer part of the market are, I think, pretty obviously more easily duped or possibly they aren't even duped, but they enjoy- the shit that is trying to dupe them and failing more. I don't know. Willing marks. Yeah. Like, you know, I like watching uh, movies about, about, you know, grifters and con men. So like, I I mean, there's going
0: to be a George Santos, like it's probably
1: in production already. The George Santos story.
0: um, Right. right. Or something.
1: And and a thing. So like, I think I like, I just don't, I try to only like discuss or debate or whatever it is we're doing over like the actual matter of disagreement at hand. And since I think that like the right has like a crazy scam artist problem that is obviously worse than the left, like I just feel like we should debate the thing that is actually at issue, which is that you insanely said one difference between the right and left is once a left cougar grifter is exposed as such, their career on the left is basically over.
0: Okay, I, I mean, this was a tweet, so it was condensed, but I think basically there like saves me. So- you know, the, the article is something about Sharpton, which had to do with this bizarre, horrible incident that happened at a fashion mart in the 90s in Harlem that was owned by
1: yeah, a, fashion, yeah. a
0: Jewish owner. And then there was all these protests that were stirred up that you know, Sharpton stirred up or he participated in. And then a crazy person uh, with a gun inspired by the protests or something like stormed in and shot people and burned the place down. It's this horrible, insane incident. And then so your question is, like, why was Al Sharpton not, like drummed out of the larger liberal movement after being involved in this and also the he
1: in fact lost a bunch of weight and became a television host and is kind of regarded as like a near like inheritor of the 1960s civil rights movement. One of the most morally important things that have happened in American history, along with like the founding and the civil war.
0: Okay. I would say the difference is, and you know, this podcast used to be a blogging heads and um, Glenn Lowry and John McWhorter talked a lot about Sharpton, in particular, and they disagreed about Sharpton, and Lowry was disgusted by Sharpton and held it in his bill of complaint against Obama that Obama welcomed Sharpton into the White House, and McWhorter said something along, if I'm recalling it correctly, McWhorter said something along the lines of, Sharpton, like, like he believes what he's saying. He's like a genuine manifestation of Black New York City politics, and he like really came out of that neighborhood. He's like
1: sincere in what he's doing. So, you know, maybe, maybe like is, he's he's a huckster. He's he's shaking people down for money. Like Mike Lindell. I think there are people like that. And I would even include my former representative, Charlie Rangel, who was also like super corrupt, not a great guy has a lot, but like, he's like a legitimate representation of like an old sort of politics in a real place that has like, got to produce something real. And I think that like, there's a, there's an actual way to like have a complicated understanding that Charlie wrangle has got to be Charlie Wrangle. I don't think that there's, there's a version of that with Al Sharpton and much less with Jesse Jackson. Um, and so like who kind of work together. And so I, I think that, um, to basically argue, like, I mean, oh, you can't expect them not to say morally insane things. They are, after all, Black. It's just such a, like, disgusting and weird thing to believe that so many liberals believe. And I just personally, like, can't find in myself that sort of, like, gross racist condescension. But if other people do, like, that's just, like, I'm sorry for them. I feel bad for them. Okay, well, so of all the people you named,
0: I mean, Van Jones sign- yeah, he signed a... 9-11 trutherism petition or something at some point. He does not seem like a kook to me, but the, the person who you do not name, who seems like a true grifter to me, is, his name just escape me, Sean King. Sean King seems like some sort of undefeatable grifter type person who, it's like there's an expose about him. Every time he tries to do something, he claims to be working on behalf of some noble project like Black Lives Matter, And then he just takes, takes all the contributions, screws over everyone who was supporting him and like leaves a trail of tears and then somehow like escapes, escapes from this. Um, And the only explanation I can come up with why he's continued to prosper and other types like him on the left haven't, and I guess you can test whether or not other types like him have, is that the fact that he's black means that he gets support, like continue to support from the black from Black Americans.
1: Yeah. Well, first of all, I am I I don't really believe that there is a way to adjudicate the sentence he is Black. I don't really believe that means anything, but it, it, if it is, I'm fairly certain that according to what other people think race is real means, um, he's not. But also, like, the Black reporter at New York Magazine who just, like, did good reporting and figured out that it's different, the phrase is different than the institution, and the institution is multifarious, but the main Black Lives Matter institution that bought, like, Several multi million dollar houses with people's donations in LA. He like wrote that story, said that he feared having his career harmed based on how, what he found and the, even the fact of investigating that. Like, that doesn't suggest to me a culture that is good at exploring and uh, like its own corruption and scams. Uh, that suggests to me a culture that does not admit its own, own errors. Okay. So, so you're, like-
0: so you're, I can't remember the reporter's name, but there's a big story about, you know, Black Lives Matter is a slogan and there's a amorphous group, but there's a group that has collected money on behalf of Black Lives Matter, and they seemingly use that money to buy, like, a mansion in Los Angeles that's sort of like a hype house so that people can, like, hang out and make content.
1: That's not, I mean, it was part, that's kind of what they, they they, I think they they used the claim that they were going to be using it to make content. they are actually multiple, and they were really used just as homes to live in and second homes. OK, um, and so and those I, I people it's would be fair to say that people who donated money, hoping that it would make America a more just society, a place where black people would have less unfounded fear of being exposed to violence uh, by the state and their fellow citizens, all sorts of things like that. Did not understand their money to be going to um, buying luxury real estate for the right. um, people who ran that organization. Right. So In those people words, are the more you care about the cause, the more. Bad. This is not the less bad. I agree with
0: that. So yeah. those people are grifters. I mean, probably the charitable interpretation would be in 2020, tons of people got outraged uh, by the murder of George Floyd, wanted to do something, donated money to this group they had vaguely heard of before. You know, this group got millions of dollars, didn't know what to do with it, or I don't know even know what. Like, what would one do if one got ten million dollars in donations and was trying to like make race relations in America better? I don't know, um, but I would ask that
1: question before I opened up a donations page.
0: Well, you know, plenty of people, you know, stick a dollar in the Salvation Army. <laughs> um, you know, just, bu- just bucket that
1: I'm right. I mean, like, look, like, no, psych- psychologically, like the like the difference between like a tithe and uh, like you know, I I tend to give my donation to one of basically two or three organizations that I've researched that I think it'll be an effective way to actually spend that money. The main one of which is the Fred Hollows Foundation, which I do not agree with ideologically, because it's quite a Christian organization. And I have no personal connection to it with it with it, because it's Australian. And I I don't know them. but they seem to be able to cure blindness for a very small amount of money. Um, Anyway, I, uh, I find that the, the the reason that somebody would have bought indulgences uh in the past from the catholic church is that the actual act of giving away the money and making yourself that little bit poorer actually feels good to you the giver that it really doesn't matter what happens to that money you've got you've already gotten what you want which is the same thing as you know burning uh meat at a temple as a sacrifice uh-huh. uh it's a it's a ritual act um Which is not to say I buy this whole like, wokeness is a religion framing. I think it's actually dumb, but, um, so I, I guess that's my view of it that like the, you've already achieved your goal by the moment you've given that money away. And so that's probably why people were not really following up and don't really care that it turns out to have been substantively a scam.
0: Right. There's plenty of scammers on the low level on the left. You see GoFundMe's launched often and recirculated online. Someone has like (laughs) allegedly some medical problem. It's a trans person who feels unsafe and needs to move out of their apartment or something like this. It's possible to know whether these things are legitimate or scams or what exactly. Okay, what I would say is none of these people are ever going to be elected to Congress as Democrats, have a show on MSNBC or be (laughs)
1: like lauded on MSNBC i'm just like i'm just not at all clear that's right like the first person hired by the newly formed ideas section of the atlantic magazine which used to be written in by abraham lincoln and martin luther king and mark twain has claimed that white people are aliens or quote simply a different breed of human so this is ibram kendi yeah like that seems to me to be again like not a particularly good sign that like this liberal self correcting mechanisms. I mean, liberal in the sense of like able to self correct itself, actually. But like, that doesn't seem to me to be a sign that like the incentives is, is he me a Nation to... of Islam? I don't know. I don't believe so. Okay, I, I don't that's know.
0: Okay. To... No. I don't know why
1: associated claim. And I think it's something he, he claimed much earlier in his life and simply hasn't repudiated. Either way, it's just like a, it suggests to me that the best editor and one of the smartest guys I've ever had probably didn't select that as the first hire for that section like in a vacuum and that maybe the entire culture of like the so-called like conversation being had in in like left-wing publishing which I'm much more interested in than like the Democratic or Republican parties because it's like the Democratic and Republican parties are just a thing that I do every two years when I go vote and it's a chore. Can we I because I just want to focus on like the thing at issue. You sent me um just for for listeners I I sent a couple pieces that I thought illuminated the matter of there existing some prominent left-wing grifters and you sent me back a piece from 2012 in the Baffler mm-hmm. that I um didn't find compelling at all and I Okay, that's interesting. So so this, so this piece
0: The long con, the author is the historian Rick Perlstein. Yeah, it's from 2012. You kind of have to skip the beginning because it's all about how awful Mitt Romney is. And in retrospect, Mitt Romney seems quaint. Um, And then you get to the part about how he signed up for like town hall and human events and Newsmax and other sites and then start getting all this junk mail promoting like miracle cures and buying gold or like all sorts of other junk. And it's basically about how there's a, like, scam movement that has insinuated itself into the larger conservative movement, such that people who are interested in conservative politics get marketed a lot of, like, other scam products for them, and, like, you know, the willing mark thing plays in here. But when you sign up for, like, Mother Jones or The Nation or something,
1: you're not... The, sense- nation. the nation has been promoting, like the idea that Assad didn't gas his own people and the suburbs of Damascus in 2013. But I would also say, I think that the closest things to news in town hall would be like, have you ever signed up for a newsletter from like the daily coast, like, or the young Turks?
0: I haven't, but the, the role that these, the I role read that... the right
1: wing media and I do read the left wing media, including, um, I would the, say the you know, the, the young where to place the young turks that would be like a whole podcast. Yeah, it would. Um, of its but own, you know what I mean. I mean um, I'm, I'm,
0: well, what know, would okay? So like, the, what would but what would the clue
1: be? Would it, I mean, daily Slate, Coast... like one of favorite publication now has like five different like. I mean, this is not an important thing. It, it ultimately doesn't really matter. But like Slate has all of these um, like advice columns, but the people who write in for advice are clearly people who are just fucking with Slate. They're like. Th- so, these are not, you know, these like, are not that's scams, actually
0: though. It's honest and bad. These are not ways to trick the consumer out of, you know, into like buying gold bars or something. Yeah, no, like you're Like, this basically- is just garbage. Like, there's plenty of garbage out there. <laughs> like, there always has been. There always will be. There's more and more of it as it becomes easier to publish whatever you want online. But, and maybe if you sign for Slate, you get like Casper Mattress ads or something. Or, you know, like Blue Apron or something. But you're not getting
1: like Miracle Cure or the sort of stuff that, you know. That... Yeah, I mean, I get because I tend to read things that are like, they're like scams for rich people. Like, you know, on, on fancy magazines, you know, I, I read Harper's and New York Times and Atlantic and they advertise like Rolexes to me, which is a scam of a different sort, right? I mean, a, tw- a $12,000 watch is um, <laughs> a different kind of thing. Okay, I, I I agree that spending twelve
0: thousand dollars on a watch would be a waste of money.
1: No, I mean the real scam is how I can use those sort of status objects to impose my will on others.
0: You know, if when you look at the ads that are in the print
1: Harper's and New Yorker and stuff like this, it's mostly
0: luxury goods. There are some sort of like sort of things a well-meaning like boomer liberal would participate in, like a educational cruise down the Danube or something like that, but it's not nootropics it's not the secret cancer cure that the scientists don't want you to know about it's just different like the the, the, the like yeah, okay the conservative so I'm, I'm, movement
1: I generally speaking we're in a debate people should and again we're not super debating but i think people should concede points that when they agree or are wrong and i i agree that conservative media advertising by whether it's on the site or by the site is way way more scammy looking actually scammy and embarrassing
0: right and you know maybe this is was obvious but i didn't realize it until i heard someone say it recently like the reason that you know when alex jones went on trial and the uh, sandy hook
1: families were suing
0: him it's like where, where, you know how does he get all this money like where where does it come from from selling all these like nootropics and brain pills and other such things the reason like those companies advertise with alex jones is they know that like if you'll believe what alex jones is saying you'll believe that we have the miracle cancer cure in you know this pill that will sell you for sixty dollars a month so like that's the level of respect that alex okay, jones advertisers I, I don't think... have for them i think th- there's a similar dynamic plays out on the right where the elite Ar- the Ar- Ar- elites trying... on the right have like total contempt for the rubes who are consuming this stuff and will sell them you know nfts of donald trump or something like that
1: yeah i mean i i can say like as a human being i guess i theoretically don't want people to get scammed but like people who buy donald trump branded nfts from donald trump or frankly anybody who buys any nft for any reason it's just like not in my of concern it's just not like i look inside myself and i don't find concern right but w- but why is trump selling NFTs and obama is not um, because Obama has made like almost $200 million in his post-presidency already doing other scams. Well, I don't
0: I don't know if I would call it a scam, but you know, okay, Trump, think, ha- like, Trump like, has to make money from scamming. Being
1: because... embarrassing sleazy scams is like, like it corresponds to the difference between liberal and conservative, but like, fine, whatever.
0: Okay, pro- producing a documentary series about nature for Netflix that's not a scam. that's not one
1: of the things i meant by scam.
0: that's like you know sort of like pablum or, or something but it's not nfts of obama dressed up as like superman or something like there's just a yeah there's just a core difference here and we've gone in like total circles in this podcast that probably doesn't make any sense but you you mentioned earlier on about Like, shouldn't the left be trying to, like, okay, the right is total garbage. We can agree on that. I guess. Shouldn't the left not be just, like, total garbage plus one, like, slightly better than the, like,
1: moral degradation of the right? It seems like every time I criticize the left, people make two assumptions, which is, oh, that means that you agree with everything on the right and are yourself identified as being on the right. And also that, like, no, like, the left isn't bad if the right is bad. And I'm like, those two things both don't follow from what I just said. And in fact, a healthy culture, which the left I'm thinking of is like this sort of garden or culture, right? Like it like is able to criticize and correct itself. Like self-correction is actually really important.
0: Right, okay. Unfortunately, to quote a famous Simpsons episode, it's a two-party system. It's one or the other and no third party has managed
1: to I actually don't think that like, Publishing and discussing. So, so ju- okay, so just are, being slightly better,
0: system. just being slightly better than the alternative. If you only have Coke or Pepsi, and Pepsi is total garbage, Coke just needs to be okay. You know, we're, no, we're you stuck actually, with these like, two. We're stuck with
1: these two parties and these two larger movements, or I, I there's I mean, multiplicity the of
0: movements to which they're attached. And the idea
1: that that the Democratic Party and the Republican Party exhaust your intellectual curiosity about policy. And individual politicians and like political philosophy just seems really cheap to me because, again, like politics is a thing I do twice every four years and it's a chore, whereas like discussion of ideas is a thing I do every day in my work as an editor and writer and a reporter. And like whether they like are right about Rebecca Jones or not is really does like it doesn't depend on the question of whether Democrats or Republicans are better than one another. It just depends on whether the thing she's saying is true. And it bothers me every time I see somebody trying to answer the first question with the second question or vice versa, because they're not related. Okay, well, tell me, maybe this is not related. You can tell me if you think it's not.
0: You know, in 2016, Michelle Obama gave a speech at the Democratic National Committee in which she said, when they go low, we go high. And everyone clapped. And that that was like a, a slogan that lots of people were happy with. And then Trump won. And then people rethought that. And I was one of those people who rethought when they go low, we go high because that didn't work. I, I mean, it's not like the Hillary Clinton campaign went particularly high. Like and it was also a <laughs> horribly run campaign, but I think Trump, like Trump has damaged the country in a lot of ways. And I think one of them is just like revealing how bad you can be and still become president and like all the shit you can get away with if your party supports you and you have no shame. So like Joe Biden, or or the Democrats at large don't have to be that much better than like one of the worst people in American history so there's that okay now in the realm of ideas and the you know uh, the marketplace of ideas the Athenian Agora um,
1: yeah like the academy like you know where we all actually live and and like every day so
0: it's, it's cacophonous I think social media has made it worse I mean one of my I don't know an opinion that not that many people seem to share is that one of the problems of social media is we're not most people will like their thoughts are total garbage and they shouldn't be sharing them and no one else should be reading them. They should just be like telling them to their family members. And so like, you know, anyone can say whatever they want online. So a lot of the online problems are not like cancel culture and we need more free speech, just more like, can everyone just shut up? Like we'd all be better if we just like moved away and stopped talking about the stuff. Cause so many people are like total morons. So I think that is, you know, a powerful force that has
1: made everyone stupider. Yeah. I mean, as I, think, well. I think toleration to alternative ideas is an issue that's sort of been under discussion since the thing, the kind of hard to define thing that we generally call the enlightenment and cancel culture is a dumb phrase that came from, you know, clicktivist to Suey Park, making a joke against Stephen Colbert, but uh, you know, Hashtag cancel Colbert. If you want to, anyone wants to go look up the history of that. But right. um, I think that generally speaking, the in a, the the idea that by being prevented from seeing alternate views, your view will win out is like not a healthy adult's way of seeing. Like hoping the world goes ideally. Like personally, I hope that people are aware of all of the arguments against my position. That they make me aware of like deeper and better arguments against my position. And then, like, I either still hold it or change my mind. I don't really care which. And that's because I'm not like 10 years old. And, uh, but, 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 you know, most
0: people are not thinking about grand ideas and contemplating. But I
1: mean, not about the same, like, the same whether it's a Grim Reaper scam lawyer man on the beach in, in Florida arguing it shouldn't be reopened something I changed my mind about, or whether it's like... Yeah, that like, guy was wrong.
0: It turns out that guy was wrong.
1: Yeah, or whether it's like... I mean, at this, he was wrong at the same time as the mayor whose jurisdiction I was currently under threatened to have people pulled out of the sea at Coney Island by the police. I mean, so it was like a meaningful thing, whether we as a society decided beaches should be open. You know, it's a serious issue of, of freedom. And, and then, you know, or whether it's like big ideas about whatever, you know, the ethics of the... the you know, whether we decide that people should get their insurance from the government. I, I, I think that generally speaking, I just want people to have like good arguments and the way that they will arrive at that seems to me to be by um, not saying, ha ha ha, you're such an unfashionable dork, ha ha, fuck you. Like, how dare you ever read a magazine that isn't that features a writer who's not aligned with the, the same side of the French Revolution as me. <laughs> um, that just seems so intellectually unserious to me. Do you think that the fact that Joe Biden won
0: the twenty twenty Democratic primary shows that you know liberals learned something from twenty sixteen?
1: Um, I don't know. I, I think um, I think it's I think it's complicated. I I probably am not uh, I probably not decided on the matter. Uh, I mean, I think the fact that his whole like public spiel is just like I'm just like a normal guy just like be 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 nice be normal i'll like babble weird phrases at you and my policies are sort of like what you would predict the democratic party's policies would be whether you were a person who was frozen in ice in like 1985 or 95 or 2005 like that seems You're like saying a that's, thing his, that...
0: that's his persona but not his reality because he was
1: largely yeah, sort of governed a little bit than that like not i don't feel too betrayed or anything but i think um that's i mean that's what i liked about him i mean
0: i said you know the decision in 2020 was angry grandpa versus sleepy grandpa and more americans would choose sleepy grandpa because we were tired of the angry grandpa um and but he, he's he been less sleepy and more energetic in general both physically and and what he's accomplished than that i certainly anticipated okay we should probably wrap up i'm not sure we've yeah. accomplished anything in this
1: conversation um but well, do you want to close out with it, with any thoughts? No, no. I mean, I, I guess I just... I mean, I still think that it's indefensible to claim that people's careers end on the left if they say things that are kooky and griftery. It's, I think... May, or maybe the... Discre- like, I think they say kooky stuff. I mean, the out, like, outward grifter thing, other than people on Twitter being like, I've been harmed, here's my cash app. Um, I think that uh, there's a... Um, Phenomenon who's like scholar research name, I forget, but it's something like media, like outgroup, media policing or something like that, where basically people make sure that their ideological allies don't read other stuff. So like if I you know, if you and I are both on team left, I make sure you don't read National Review or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a really bad phenomenon. And I bet if you did read more of the same stuff I do, you'd be like, gosh, there's a lot of crazy scam artists out there um, on the left and right. But it seems to me right now that people read the same few publications, people from my home political tribe. And for listeners, I'm I'm from Manhattan. You can guess the sort of people I tend to know a lot. Um, and so like, you know, like Reason Magazine is the reason that I know a lot of like examples of totally egregious and insane police beatings and shootings of people of various races, black, white, Hispanic, et cetera. So then when I see people being like, why does this only happen to black people? I'm just like, wait, but like last week, I just read a story about how that's not true. You're just arguing with a counterexample that you made up. And when people say, oh, what, why is every time that there's a fucking crazy scam in the media, why is it always right wing? I'm like, meaning you, I, I'm like, no, like that you just only know those ones because you have a, a system of a social system and a media diet that tell, shows you, look at these crazy asshole right wingers. That's a thing you're really interested in. But there are crazy asshole left wingers too, including, yes. as I mentioned, like the, the author of Manufacturing Consent wrote a book denying the Khmer Rouge. So okay. like,
0: I, I, I want to stay for the record. I, I deny that Noam Chomsky is in the same league as like Dinesh D'Souza or. Um, yeah, he's worse.
1: Okay. That's a conversation for another time. Actually, um, killing millions of people is much worse than anything that Nesha did or has supported. Sorry.
0: I, I am opposed to the Khmer Rouge, and I think a lot of mistakes were made um, in <laughs> America's Cambodia policy over the past 50 years. I just we're both wearing
1: glasses right now.
0: Get that on the record. I agree with you that siloing, ideological siloing is bad. I think social media and the, the way social media like killed the blogosphere has contributed to this. You know. It's not like blogs were a panacea, but you know, you could actually develop an argument and there was much more like good faith interaction, whereas Twitter is just sniping and the rewards of the system are <laughs> like do not promote human flourishing. So that's that's why I'm rooting for Musk to destroy Twitter, which he's I want him
1: to sh- I really honestly believed this is how powerful wish thinking is as a force. I really thought he was gonna be like lol, like forty two billion dollars doesn't really cost that much to me. I'm just going to shut it down. Uh, And I I was so, I was so happy. Uh, And the reason I went back on Twitter, by the way, was was a journalistic curiosity about how, um, what Musk Twitter is like. If there's one thing I can leave you with, I tweeted, if you want to look it up, and maybe you can put it in the show notes. Here's a great or just great thread on the social science of how your political enemies are not quite as shitty as you think, but you act shittier than you think because you think they're so shitty. Uh, And it links to (laughs) Stephen Stewart Williams has summarized some social science scholarly research showing what I summarize in those words. And I think you should check it out. Uh, Any listeners and people currently on a zoom with me should check out that research. Okay. The the link to that will be included in
0: the show notes. So if people want to follow your work, you know, where would you point them?
1: Uh, I suppose you can follow me at Nick, Claremont1, Claremont is C-L-A-I-R-M-O-N-T. Um, I guess you can look at my section, the Life and Arts section of the Washington Examiner magazine, which is uh, online. That's what I do there. And then I'll be, I either have been writing or have written stuff in a couple other magazines. I have a review of Salman Rushdie's uh, new novel coming out. Uh, I have a couple other, hopefully interesting and provocative things coming out that i guess they'll they'll all be on my twitter unfortunately but i'm gonna lock myself out of it again soon, so
0: that sounds smart and yeah I, when i saw that you were back on twitter i was like
1: yeah it's like you know
0: the the drunk at the bar who like sees someone who has like got like cleaned I I up feel, his life quit drinking
1: and they say uh oh like another people, you needed something yeah, people else who, people who give up something tend to like find a new addiction so maybe okay. it's that. No, that that makes sense yeah twitter is definitely serves that role in my life and maybe if i got
0: off entirely i would you know start like smoking meth or something just to occupy all the free time i would have but i still am on there RACW, and um okay thank you nick for coming on thank you to all the listeners and we'll see you again next time